0: This is George Mann, author of Myths and Fables and Dark Legends, and you're listening to The Living
1: Force. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Let's make this our best show ever! A Yutini Podcast Network production.
2: You don't look like one of the villagers.
1: Episode 216, Star Wars Vision Season 2 Roundtable Part 1.
3: I accept this responsibility.
1: On this episode, something special is coming for the Patreon crowd. Time for you to pay your taxes. Plus, you'll be back, time will tell, as many hours were driven in cars. Oceans rise, empires fall. And the Utini crew talks about Season 2 of Star Wars Visions.
0: Which one of you is the chief?
1: And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Wes Jenkins, and special guest host Timothy Guthrie.
4: Utini, Hello everyone and welcome to the Living Force of Network podcast. Tonight, all about Star Wars Visions Season 2. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk all about the newest animated project from Star Wars is... A full crew, but maybe not the one you're used to. Starting off, though, we have the man who was watching the F1 race in Monaco this weekend. Not physically. It's Dr. Corey Hilton. What's up, buddy?
3: What is happening? I did watch F1 Monaco yesterday, and I also watched the Indy 500 all the way all the way from beginning to end yesterday, too. It's the first time I've ever watched the Indy 500, too, and uh, it was pretty good. They rigged the ending almost as bad as Formula 1 rigs the end of race. So, <laughs> you fell right know, <laughs> yeah, I felt like right at home. It was perfect. Um, yeah, Monaco was yesterday. Had a blast. Caitlin and I got up early and watched that. Um, Monaco is the one, if you're not familiar with Formula One, it's the one that is in uh, the Iron Man movie, you know, where he gets in the car and the guy with the, <laughs> oh my God, the yeah. whips. That's Monaco. It's the one with all the boats and all the celebrities, and it's crazy. Um, that's Monaco. It's uh, typically not a very fun race to watch because it's a historical track that's been around since 1929. And the cars have gotten a lot bigger since 1929. So, like, <laughs> it's almost impossible to pass at Monaco. So, it typically is not a very fun race to watch because nothing happens. But it started raining with about 30 laps left. And all hell broke loose when that happened because it was, it was super soaked on one half of the track and not soaked at all on the other half of the track. So, like... You know, they're like hauling ass on one part of the track and then they're sliding all over the place and smashing into each other and smashing into the walls. And it's, it's just, it was a disaster. So it was fun. I had a really good time. And uh, <laughs> immediately after Monaco, uh, I got to hang out with Tim and his wife, Hannah. Uh, it was fun. They came, they came over from Knoxville to come visit. And we went and got donuts and went and drank some beer and had a good old time. It was a good, good time. We had, we had fun yesterday. So good weekend. Good weekend.
4: It sounds super solid. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna measure up to that because it sounds like you had a weekend that was as glorious and as fulfilling and uh, as
0: potentially disastrous as Wes Jenkins. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? Um, did we want to get into what I did this sure, weekend? Why not? Is that D- that? Screw the uh, format. Okay. Just run into it. Sure, I want to know. Um, I traveled up to Lake Limestone, which is in Grosbeck, Texas. Um, I'll just give you. Central Texas, how about that? Um, it's like I need la- an longitude
4: and latitude. I need to understand it's this. like an hour east
0: of Waco, something like that. Um, but we went out to the lake um, and let's see. I rode on a tube, three person tube, got pulled by a uh, souped up jet ski. Nice. Um, I felt the G forces <laughs> when uh, they were whipping around. Oof, so like I dad. was, I held on, I held on from the the life of me, and I was the last one on the tube until I. Everybody got climbed back on, and then they did it again. And eventually, my arms gave out, and I had to fly off. And when uh, end goodness. over end, but it was a great time. I um, <clears throat> bet you're sore. It's fun kind of getting out you of your element and doing that, but <laughs> my arms are sore because yeah, I was I holding know. on, knuckles over and knuckles under, and I was just holding like go. this the whole the time. The deadlift grip, baby, <laughs> yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, your arms so, are sore,
4: which which makes sense because your back is usually sore from carrying the weight of this entire show. So I'm glad yeah. it's evening Thanks.
0: out. Thanks a lot, Eric. That's not actually what happens, but, you know. Thank you for being back. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: I missed you guys. I missed you guys. Um, but we'll get into, my, in, into why I almost missed this week again in a second. But we do not have Dr. Charles Hankel tonight um, because, as some of you may know, shockingly, tonight is actually Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Didn't we think it would only be four, five, or six games? We sure did. Uh, but Charles's heart rate is going to spike in about 23 minutes. So, um thoughts and prayers, sorrows the prayers, everything to that uh, for Charles tonight. Uh, but in his stead, of course, we have the, the man who was mentioned already on this show, uh, who did see Corey this weekend with his lovely wife, and that is Mr. Timothy Guthrie! Welcome, buddy! What's up,
2: y'all? Thanks for having me back. Um, I am not Charles. This is clearly a much more pasty representation of a, a white male. Um, but... <laughs> Charles, I, pretty Charles is pretty pasty. He is. So Okay, maybe it's a fair substitution. Um, in his honor, I, I did rock the lights red you know for the heat so yeah. in solidarity oh, awesome I'm, you know i just gotta gotta carry that but no it was fun we got to uh, see Corey and caitlin this weekend um we drove up primarily just to spend money and Corey is a great enabler so uh, that's what we did we went and bought some expensive <laughs> drinks helpful. we uh, went to the west elm outlet and bought a quilt because you know adulting when you're 30 that's what Ooh. you do Ooh. um Oh, and I felled a couple of trees. Uh, We had a ridiculous backyard. I did not want to spend $130 on a chainsaw, so I found a handsaw that we had just kind of laying around and uh, just took three, four, five little trees out. They had like six inch diameters. It was was great. Not sore at all you should have, you should have filmed that for the patreon Very i've seen some tiktoks i think we could have made some traction on that man no it's mostly embarrassing so maybe you're right maybe it would have been good <laughs> next time next time i got you
4: <laughs> well well done man uh solid also you mentioned it i'm, I'm gonna change my lights back here for our youtube crowd All gotta go you can't really tell but they are red now for the heat to help charles out do everything we can go. um I, I, I'm gonna
2: change, I going to change mine to green real quick. Hold on a Wes, second. Wes? Wesley? Wes? Wes? I will, Wes? Come, I will come through this. Sk- don't you dare. I will cut my video um, feed, sir.
4: Absolutely not in this house. Um, so I as I said earlier in the show, I've only been back in my house for about 40 minutes now because uh, Charlie and I went to a wedding this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. So we had the day off today, and we went to a wedding in Philadelphia unexpectedly. Um, it was a bit of a last-minute thing, but – We went to uh, one of her friends from college's wedding. It was lovely. We drove all the way there from Charlotte on Saturday, which is about a nine-hour drive or so. Wedding was yesterday. They woke up this morning. We stopped in Washington, D.C. for a second, saw some folks in Richmond, and then just drove all the way back. I stepped into my house at about 7.20 p.m., and now it's 8.09. So uh, it was a wild, uh, quick weekend, but uh, but it was lovely. Um, Easy drive. The wedding was great um got to meet some people that i never met before and drank responsibly because i'm in my 30s now had those shirley temples between courses folks i'm telling you it just it helps you out as the night goes on longer but uh (laughs) definitely had a lovely time and very happy to be back with you guys um i missed you i missed you dearly when i'm when i'm off so i thought i was going to be gone but i'm very happy to be back um and mostly i'm happy to be back with all you folks watching and listening uh Most importantly, of course, our friends over at patreon.com slash utini. And we do have our Patreon manager, Timothy, with us tonight. Uh, Tim, we do have something special coming for the folks this week on Patreon. Why don't you tell them what it is?
2: Yeah, we actually have a couple of fun somethings. Uh, the Do first it. one is, well, I guess second one, actually. On June 1st, um, Eric, the person who was just talking, the wonderful light of life that he is, oh, is you. dropping a uh, collection video. Like, kind of going through, because now, you know, you got a house, you're a homeowner, mm-hmm. and you've got lightsabers everywhere, you got Funkos everywhere. Um, we thought it'd be really fun to give a whole kind of dig into your, your collection. So, uh, that's going to drop on June 1st first, and then um, a couple days before that, I think on Wednesday, actually. So y'all just did Yoda week, right? That's what happened Absolutely. Yeah, last week? Okay, I'm not behind at all. Um, <laughs> let, over the course of the Legends Look Back episode, they realized that neither Freddie nor Emily had ever seen the bad lip-reading seagulls. The video, huh. like like Yoda from that's our We just
3: talked they, about that. referenced that. Uh, yeah. on the Yoda episode. Or the, yeah. Uh, yep.
2: Treasure they had Doom, they so. had never never seen it. So after the episode last week, they stayed on and recorded a reaction video of the four of them watching the whole thing, and it is oh, it is so yes. freaking hilarious. So I think that's gonna go up sometime Wednesday before their next show, so they can talk about it and shout it oh, out some. Nice so. Um, yeah, that'll be up. Um, they're also in the process of scheduling their uh, Empire Strikes Back commentary because um, they dropped a new hope nice. uh, back a couple weeks ago. Um, we also have another Patreon event that is in planning stages, um, probably led uh, by Trevor and Jared. So it's going to be insane. So Oh, uh, boy. Get ready for that. <laughs>
3: that's, uh, that's, a, that's an excellent pairing.
2: <laughs> yep.
4: I love that there's uh, so a lot of stuff coming thank you again so to everyone who's over there at the Patreon uh, we're, I'm really excited this year we're, we're getting to bring so many folks on the Utini team together because I know we, we talk about it as much as we can Utini is a huge team of folks uh, with a ton of varied talents and a ton of varied interests within Star Wars so we love to show you as much of us as possible so keep an eye out this week uh, for those drops I'm not sure when exactly they'll be scheduled on those dates but check your Patreon feeds and again go to patreon.com slash it's never too late to sign up binge everything we have and then immediately stop i don't know it's your finances i don't control you but i doubt you'll want to leave once you're here uh no new star wars this news this week uh it's been a pretty good week they celebrated the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi so there's a lot of stuff there um shout out to return of the jedi good movie um but uh going forward Sorry. we do have a lot of star wars cut co- it's fine you know <laughs> we're not doing an episode about it so who cares uh, but there's a lot of new stuff coming up in the coming months. Uh, we do not have a giant book release coming in June. However, in July, there is Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade by Delilah S. Dawson. As a reminder, you're going to want to go to the Utini release schedule. Make sure you get those pre-orders in for that novel. Uh, we talked about the excerpt that got released last week a little bit, so you definitely do not want to miss that. But this week is is about, in fact, some of the more recent Star Wars content that we've had. Uh Star Wars Visions. Uh, so I'm wearing my... You can't really see it. I'm wearing my Vision Season 1 shirt today. <laughs> nice. Um, we talked about Visions uh, when Season 1 came out. Uh, I think we we're all pretty big fans of it on the whole. Uh, some episodes are better than others. Um, we really kind of went back and forth. We did a couple episodes about them. This week, uh, we're going to talk about the first four episodes of Season 2. So this goes through uh, the episodes Sith, Screechers Reach, In the stars, and I am your mother. Um, If you don't want any spoilers for Visions, maybe take a pause. Check out those four shorts and come back. We're going to talk about what happens in them. Visions are kind of harder to spoil, I will say, but proceed at your own risk. Uh, But before we get into Season 2, folks, I want to go ahead and ask you guys, just pretty bluntly, what did you think of Visions Season 1 as a whole, if folks don't remember or you didn't get to say it last year? And overall... How would you compare your enjoyment of season two to your process with season
2: one? Um, Tim, as our honored guest, I want to go to you first, my friend. Yeah, sure. Uh, season one, I felt was okay in general. Um, I think there were only two or three episodes that really stuck out to me. Um, the Village Bride being my absolute favorite. Um, I know that was big big mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um I, it, I'm not an anime guy, um, particularly, you know, that, that particular style and, and that kind of storytelling technique. Um, so some of it was lost on me but I appreciated the take um, the, like, kind sure. of the idea that they were going. I think this season leaps and bounds storytelling gripped me through and through. Um, even if I was not a fan of some of the animation styles, I fell in love with a lot of the story. I think they did an excellent job. And honestly, it introduced me to some studios that I'd never heard of some animation styles that I wouldn't typically watch. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the highlight of these visions projects is to um, get us in. So uh yeah. I, I found this one much better than than season
4: one for sure. Nice, like in the variety. Um Corey, how did this one hit you, man?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm I feel funny about uh Visions in general, I think, because like I think it's an interesting project. It's just it seems to be a little bit of a I'm surprised that Disney's put the investment into it, I guess is a good way to say it.
4: Um, totally fair. Totally fair.
3: It's like 'cause it's it's a one and done thing. I don't feel like I'm ever gonna rewatch it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to watch yeah, it the one sure. one time all the way through, and we'll have a one conversation about it, and then I'll forget that it exists. Like, it's kind of how I, I feel about, about Visions. Like, not that it's not good, it's just, it's a, the thing that I don't like about Visions that I think is the biggest, like, sort of turnoff for me is the fact that it doesn't exist within the context of of Star Wars, really. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. season one, I haven't finished season two yet. Uh, I'm intentionally finishing it as we watch the, yep. as we watch it and talk about it on the show um but uh season 1 like doesn't follow the rules you know what i mean like it's <laughs> yeah. kind of exists in star wars but the only thing that really makes it star wars is that they have lightsabers and there's jedi and sith you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. I, I i don't like that i think like i think that it it would work better if they just did animation and then like also you it kind of has to fit into the rules a little bit so you know it's 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 tricky i i enjoy it i enjoy watching it I don't think it's as meaningful, I guess, to me, because it, it doesn't even exist in like legend. It's like legends or canon. It's like somewhere else. You know, right, mythical right. thing, right? So it's kinda out there. So I don't love that about it. That's the one thing that I really wish that I w they had they had done was uh make it fit within the, the context of Star Wars Canon and you know, um um, but uh, the animation is really fun. The storytelling is fun. The artistic style, and having to kind of like think about like what is the thing that they 're trying to say that 's kind of fun, I guess too like mm-hmm. but um yeah i 'm a little more lukewarm about the entire project uh, compared to I think most people when it dropped, everybody was freaking out on the team, though, so I know that some people are absolutely loving this, and uh, the viewership that they 've talked about. They've talked about Disney Plus uh, has talked about Visions being highly successful, which is why they did it again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is a thing, and I'm just not really getting. So,
4: Yeah. Hey, different strokes for different folks. And and literally, like, the strokes we're going to talk about, painting strokes, within the first episode tonight. Uh, but before we get there, Wes, uh, what about you? Is this one for you similarly that kind of comes and goes? Is this something that you were really looking forward to when we hit season two?
0: Um, so with season one, um, I thought it was great to see different creators and giving them a platform as big as Disney Plus is huge, especially for people who aren't um, who don't get that kind of uh, exposure or notoriety or something. So that's that's awesome. Um, but in a Star Wars aspect, I mean, I can take it or leave it. The stories are the stories are good. Um, I do like some of the animation and some of the different depictions of how they show Sith and Jedi. So that was neat. Um, but um, as far as, yeah, as far as, I'm kind of along the same lines with Corey. Um, it, lukewarm on it, but um, I, did, I did like Ronin a lot. The Ronin part. Was, yeah. I forgot what the, I mean, that was the first one. Yeah. first one that it showed. So that one was fantastic. I mean, just the whole um, samurai background, because that's basically what George was trying to depict for his Jedi, were kind of like a samurai sort of background. Um, so, um, but with season two, um, it's, Different now, so now it's it's like I was more excited about having some of these stories being told from all around the world. Whereas in season one, I think it was primarily um, like uh, Asia and mm-hmm. Japan and kind of type of uh, storytelling. Totally,
4: yeah. I, I'm for season one. I'm, I'm kind of a uh, amalgamation of all our thoughts, right? I I really enjoyed it uh, more. Most specifically, Ronin, yes, the first one, and then Village Bride, like Tim said, is. is I think one of the best crafted just Star Wars esque stories we've seen. I think as far as beginning, middle, and end, character work, all that stuff, and then the ninth Jedi, um, the one with all the, like the the blades that would re- reveal if you're a Sith or not. I thought that was incredible, and I'm um, like, these are great stories. Now, I am not a huge rewatcher. I think I've, I've said this a couple times. I don't really reread books. I don't really rewatch a lot of shows. Frankly, there's too much. To see and do, uh, so I just, I just I like it, so I don't necessarily knock that because I haven't really rewatched That's Visions. That's fair. Um,
3: but I, haven't wa- I, haven't, I mean, now that you mentioned it, I haven't watched Andor again or Kenobi again. Yeah, no. Like, so, I
4: love you know. it. there's a lot of stuff to do, you know, and, yeah. and we're, we're all gonna die before we get to all of it. So will all of you, everyone. That's good. <laughs> but beyond that, uh, beyond our own mortality, I really <laughs> I was excited for season two of Visions. Uh, more is is an artistic concept. Um, Because of the fact that it got more global, like you said, Wes, I love the idea that a lot of people around the world got to say, hey, if I were to take this mythology, what would I have done as like a thought exercise? And I think the fact that all the four stories, especially we're going to talk about tonight, because similarly to Corey, I have not watched past this because I want to kind of keep it fresh for us. I like that they were all a full idea and concept Here's what we got. Awesome. Let's go to the next one. Here's they didn't push what, awesome. the
3: boundaries nearly go. as much as season yeah. one did, I think.
4: <clears throat> no, yeah. So season one was kind of like, how would I make this a continual thing? And I feel like season two is like, here's my idea. I'm gonna put it all out there. And it's been fun to watch that in in um, compare in I guess comparison to season one. And I think overall, just the artistic quality. If we're like, we're not gonna rate this because we don't do that anymore. Sorry, commenters. Um, but if we're doing like just based on the pure artistry and um, ability that it showed, I think season two, each one of them is a little more crisp, is a little more fully conceived and completed. Um, so let's, let's jump right in. Let's, let's start with episode one of season two, just called Sith. Uh, this was from El Ghiri Studio in Spain. And for those of you that may have watched it a little while ago, here's a little refresher on what happened. Uh, Lola. Our main character and an aspiring artist resides on a mysterious planet outpost with her droid, another great droid, in a beautiful painted landscape. However, once a malicious Sith arrives, her dark past catches up with her and threatens to overtake the beauty that she has created. This one has a lot of combat. This one has a lot of really fascinating artistic um, strokes as the whole episode is kind of painted. All the action is kind of painted in a way we've never really seen. Um... Fellas, what did you think about just the pure aesthetic of this episode? This was also featured a lot in the trailers. I feel like they really pushed this one really hard.
3: It was good. I was impressed with uh, the aesthetic. It was hard to get used to, I would say. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, it took took a good... I don't know. I think I was like more than halfway through before I was like, "All right, I think I know what to look at." You know what I mean? Like it, it has that sort of effect that you don't really know what to look at on the TV, especially if you're watching on a big TV, because like some of it is very white in the beginning, especially, and then some of it is very colorful. Like, what are you kind of? It took me a little while to get used to that, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. the The artistic was or the the painting kind of. I don't know what the style is. It looked like it had been painted with a paintbrush, almost like pastel kind of paint. I suppose.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a – what's that game about? Okami back in the day where you were the wolf and you had to, like, draw the stuff in the game to, like, make stuff happen? Like, it's Ooh. that mixed with, like, a little bit of, like, Kingdom Hearts. Like, it, there's just so many weird – it felt very video gamey to me in that way of, like, we're going to 3D mm-hmm. animate a 2D concept and you're going to use the art almost as a mechanic. Yeah. And I'm like, that's yeah, see that. fascinating. Like, how do you think of that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Totally – Totally reminded me of like just etching and drawing for the first time, mm-hmm. like getting your concept out mm-hmm. they did a really they did a really good job of trying to keep that as a as a constant throughout and, I, and just the dichotomy of the the black paint mm-hmm. just like ex, like just reaching out all, all through all the colors. Mm-hmm. I was just, okay. Was cool. I, I understand now what's going on now. It's yeah.
4: Super cool. No gray Jedi in this one. They're like, listen, there <laughs> is black. There
2: is color. And color. I know that, that is it. cool. And she, she had the little <laughs> floating
3: little orbs of paint or color, yeah. or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Was so, so, so I
2: watched the, I highly recommend if you go to the behind the scenes, uh, stuff, they do like a, a mm-hmm. short, uh, on each episode with That's the director. Right. I forgot about that. Like director yeah. introspects mm-hmm. or whatever. So the little floating paint ball looking things uh, they showed how they did that and I was absolutely blown away. Remember how in rogue one, when the the mountain explodes and like, like, you know, yeah. like the process of how, how they filmed that. It was like in a fish in a tank fish and tank. they like reversed you it. Drop
3: firecrackers okay. in a fish tank.
2: <laughs> oh, and, and in oh, solo. solo. Solo, yeah. my bad. Solo. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. yes. Essentially, essentially the same thing that they had a fish tank pretty much. And then they just dropped paint in, into the, the tub. And that's how that's it cool. like, like it kind of forms that's and pretty falls cool. and floats and all these different mm-hmm. colors but I think it's the first time that this particular style wow. has ever been done before. And the Make people that style. made this, wow. this was their first project as a collective. Um, this was the first studio, what? That, like their, their first project as a studio. So, uh, the They've director never is, made is, a thing. Like, is like world renowned. Apparently he's a really big deal. And, and the artists have done different projects together, but this was the first time they've ever been like all on board on the same thing. This was like their, their number one. And I was like, this is insane because it's, it's my favorite one of the what? eight or nine or however many we got, but yeah. it's dope. How'd I they get the it.
3: job? Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I think it's That's based, That's what based I want primarily
2: to know. based primarily on the director, I think. Cause he's, he's it's just a baller. Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, that's – so that, that reminds me because I, I, I meant to – I was meant to watch those because like, people are talking about them I think in our Discord a lot and I meant mm. to go back and I just haven't yet. Um, I think that speaks to also what I've been liking about season two is that the concept and, and ideas of it as a project I almost find equally or more fascinating than the projects right. themselves because I'm just yeah. amazed by how these work because I, I think that um, the fight choreography as well I think was the most artistic that we've seen, like the amount of sparks that would fly off right. and kind of fly all over the paint and, and, kind of affect the world. I think this is similarly for the four we've seen. Cause again, Tim, I haven't, I haven't watched all of them. Like you have, I think this was the most visually impressive and enticing thing that I saw mm-hmm. because I, yeah. I thought it was just plainly just the most gorgeous to watch. And now knowing how much work they put into it in those like painting and using the water and things like that to create it, it all makes total sense. Mm-hmm. They did a phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, this is
0: easily my favorite so far as well, mostly because of how sinister the the Sith look, especially yeah. the last guy. Oh yeah, totally not Darth Malgus, <laughs> You mean? Come on, not me. Malgus? Like, where did yeah. they pull that inspiration
3: from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gee, I don't know. Yeah, I, totally I really like Sith the, Lord. Um, I don't know. I really like when yeah. the robot or the droid shot that 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 robot's head off was pretty funny yeah that was great really, yeah a little, a little face great. cannon that he had and yeah, just blew yeah. His face. this guy's a yeah. hundred percent malgus 100 it's totally malgus like, <laughs> yeah he looks like um uh oh man malik uh reven and malik malik mm-hmm. has a has a tattoo on his yes. head i think that yep. bald yeah similar He's to this so, the, i don't know yeah. bald it, guys it's, with it's mask good... i guess it tracks
2: it's a really good look at the lighting too, that they used. Like they, Mm -hmm. they really played on the lightsaber is, is the lighting. So like you see the red cast Mm -hmm. in the shadow, like back there in the back, like his face is fully lit by it and there's like nothing else. It's really dope. Um, but one of my favorite things yeah. about this is towards the end, whenever she's like, "Oh, it's like the darkness wants to be a part of the painting. Um, maybe I should just let it be a part of me." It very much reminded me of uh, Yoda facing his dark self in Clone Wars season six—that like kind of the finale oh, part yes, of his Absolutely. Arc. And the uh, the line from Kevin Scott in uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, where the there's that like mm. uh, mantra or something that the Jedi used to use, and it's like, I walk in the light, but I acknowledge the dark, and I find balance within. And I was like, I love right, this right. like philosophical kind of deep dive cool. into it. Like, it's I don't know, it's yeah. excellent. Chef's kiss.
4: Yeah, I real I I love that stuff. I will also say when they when the blades clash and then like. There was some camera motion where they would zoom in and the background would just go white and, and shift and yeah, all these kind true. of things. In, in, in honor of the week we're in right now for other movie releases, it reminded me a lot of Spider-Verse. Of, like, of Into the Spider-Verse, oh, yeah. the way when, when the combat would happen there, they'd really play with a lot. And even the dots that would happen yeah. in the Spider-Verse machine were kind of like the dots of paint. And I'm like, yeah, this kind of animation, you know, just keep making this. This is all I want. Fun. It's true. Yeah. Very strong start, and, and I think in reminiscence to season one, uh, with Ronan being such a strong start, I like I like these choices to kind of welcome us into the season. Um, I have no idea what this book would have been if they would have written a book about this yeah, with, to know. talk about the paint in a book like
3: the concept yeah. itself actually is pretty interesting. We do not really mentioned that yet. The story yeah, that they that. tell is like a like a someone who has left the Sith is a pretty cool concept. Mm-hmm. Like that's something mm-hmm. you don't really see. We typically typically see the. Mm-hmm. You know, you, Jedi fall to the dark side, right? You don't, right. You don't like, you don't, f- you don't fall from the dark side. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. so I don't know. That's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, like, not Corey, unless it's a there, redemption wasn't there story.
4: There one Jedi that, that, uh, that left the Sith and became not a Jedi that I can, again. Not That I can. Oh, uh, uh, I can't. I can't remember. Although they couldn't <laughs> remember either. So I guess that's. I know, uh, I
2: know.
3: <laughs> Revan <laughs> started were, as a Jedi though, so he started as a Jedi and then went Sith and then became Jedi again. So yeah. like, and all only because Valid they. Point. Erases memory. Snip Snap but, Snip Snap you know, Snip Snap. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> I uh, but the, the idea of a of a Sith choosing to walk away from the Sith mm-hmm. is is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I, that could really work in a in a story, I think. Yeah.
4: So, Nothing but her motorcycle and her droid and a bunch of paint. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
3: There were a, a couple
0: like attentions to detail that they'd put in this uh just fifteen minute uh short mm-hmm. where she put on her jacket. Put one arm through her jacket and the other arm and instead of just like grabbing the handle she had taken her hair and moved it out of the I jacket and put it yeah, behind her. Cool. And I was like, Why did like that was like a lot of detail they put in there for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think to show us that um you can add that attention to detail and then not like Ruined the story at all because yeah. it was like quick. But also when she was trying to get into or she was trying to get into to fix her speeder, mm-hmm. like her um, lightsaber was getting in the way. Yep. So she moved her lightsaber aside, fixed it, and then moved back out. Didn't have to put yep. that in there, but doing those little things, I think, like brings a lot more to this animation studio, seeing how how well they can put that on. I mean, what else can they do? So yeah, I thought that was really neat.
4: I always love that in, in in video games. Like, when you're, if you go swimming and you get out and the character like brushes themselves off and stuff, and it's like, ah, that that took days (laughs) of someone's (laughs) job just being like, really? Then she moves her hair. Could her hair be outside the jacket? No.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I have it, it written right here. <laughs> Moves outside of the jacket. Oh,
3: I kind of edited it myself. I have a friend of a friend that works for 343 uh, that was working on the Halo games. Their only job Ooh, nice. at uh, working on the Halo games is, is painting rocks. That's what they say they do. They're a, they're a rock painter. They exclusively paint the different I shades of rocks wow. in the game. And make them look realistic. And that's all they do. So, you know. Someone's job. Cool. Someone's job. That's right.
4: You know those credits go You're by looking... fast at the end of these, but everyone does something.
3: That's true. <laughs> yeah. So good stuff. Incredible start. We also haven't mentioned the 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 double lightsaber was pretty pretty. Yes, it was, it was that a pretty moment good storytelling device. Um, mm. like that she's both light and dark. I guess is yeah. what. Did she trying you trying only
4: bleed one crystal? Was it a second crystal that was? Ne- a- Shut up! It was really cool. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. And the Sith's, uh, the the main Sith guy's lightsaber, like, still being a cross hilt, but not being the Kylo mm. Ren cross hilt. Yep, was pretty yep. dang cool. Uh, big fan Oh, of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Look, it looks like the Master Sword. Look, yeah, you see how it yeah. flares oh at the bottom? God, it, looks like it, ma- totally it looks like the does. Master I've been playing a lot of Zelda, so it's on my. Own yeah, line, I was going to say. It does look just like the Master Sword. Like, it's got that flare at the bottom that.
4: Yeah. It's cool. And it's also I like fun this. that she's like.
2: Go ahead, Tim. Oh, I was gonna say hers also is like a rapier, uh, so it tied yeah. back to the mm-hmm. the whole Spanish designs. Sure. Yep. It's got that, um, and mm-hmm. then you know the red and the yellow obvious obvious Spain references too, which is really yeah. cool. Well, yeah. and,
4: and and I love the fact that she starts yellow because usually you see them be dark and then they they go to they go to the light. So the second blade would have been like blue or green, but it's yellow, and then the second blade is red. So it's acknowledging yeah. the dark, but that's but it's not a it's not her falling to the dark, and I think that's mm-hmm. also a nice switch because we always see color color theory in Star Wars, right? You always go from red to a different primary, but right. her bringing that out and then the yellow still existing, one aesthetically just gorgeous, but is a yeah. really nice metaphorical thing, and then of course ending with the Sith being destroyed and being like awesome, good. Yes, I know is what I like, wanted. Like, oh no!
3: <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that's the. There are multiple. Both this one and the next episode, or the, yeah, the next episode, both end on a kind of not really sure what to think a little bit, <laughs> yeah. right? Like I don't know. Yeah. It's I, I like that they do that with these stories, like, and and I think that's that's the cool thing about this that that I think is both good and bad for visions and why it kind of it's a fun project, but it also I'm just kind of mad about it. Is like I feel like these little shorts have a lot of potential but we don't yep. really do anything with them nor are we probably ever going to do anything with them i guess we could tell more, more visions i suppose they could but let's be real you know they're not going to spin one of these into a tv show the way that they are no, bad no. batch or you know i would be shocked if that ever happened so i mean i don't i don't it's know good that
0: they give them 15 minutes 15 minutes yeah. is a good yeah. sit down Knock it out, and then you can say whether you like it or not. I mean, you can just move on to the next one. But if they were, you know, 30, 45 minutes, you might lose some people.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, it's it's, it's
4: like a buffet. Like, you kick a little bit, and even Mm -hmm. if the brisket is out the next time you go up, it's like, well, I really like that, but I maybe didn't need more rib or whatever. Meats. Right, Wes?
0: Yeah, you get it. You get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're going to say the first episode was brisket. Yeah, and I like that. The next that. episode is pork loin. Ooh. <laughs> so
4: the pork loin, I like that. Uh so this oh, good. The I don't second want episode it. It delicious. Uh so Cory mentioned this one has a very kind of similar thematic ending. A lot of folks I saw right your visions drop. Called this kind of the darkest episode, this thematically. It's yeah, called Screecher's yeah. Reach, um, <laughs> done by Cartoon Saloon, who's an Irish company. Uh, they made the film Wolfwalkers, which was an, on Apple TV. Uh, I think it was last year. It got Academy Award nominated. I missed it, but a lot of folks adored it. Very hand drawn, kind of classic 2D animation style. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, if you don't remember, goes like this. Um, It has a group of kids uh, set out to the mysterious Screechers reach to discover the truth of a fearsome myth. The kids run into a terrifying witch who turns out to be an ancient Sith, and upon destruction of that beast, a gargantuan ship appears. The kids tremble as a beautiful yet fearsome woman descends who turns out to be the Sith Master. By defeating that beast, the youngest Stargazer has unwillingly become an apprentice and then leaves her home forever. And then It's over! So,
3: <laughs>
4: like, this was us unwillingly watching a Sith initiation trial. I know. Right?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that they put it back-to-back with the first episode because it continues yes. this sort of theme of, of like, blurring the lines of good and evil. I loved it. Yep. I love it when that happens. My favorite stories in Star Wars are about the villains because they, they always blur the lines between... Good and evil, Tarkin mm-hmm. and uh, Bane and Plagueis, mm-hmm. it's all like you're rooting for them. Like when you read yeah. the books from their perspective, you root for the bad guy because, you know, it's, it's like you can kind of see their perspective. So to see the the Sith in this story be essentially offering a chance of offering hope is really what the Sith is offering. Yeah, like you right? can travel, mm-hmm. you can right. uh, yeah. see the
4: stars.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting angle. It's a very clever and creative and interesting angle, um, for sure.
2: Did what, not not the direction
0: what was the I setting? Was the setting? Were they like orphans? Were they like in a in a home? Like just a like pe- like a, like a village of a young like slave kids, labor, labor
2: much. or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. <clears throat> it kind of felt like that. It felt yeah, like, yeah, uh, like a hard life.
3: It felt like the that planet that we saw in Bad Batch with uh, uh, with like. All the kids were working for that one guy, and oh yeah, yeah, number, yeah. yeah. Uh, towards mm-hmm. the end of the season, where they were all working for that guy in the mines, and yep, you know, and he was taking the biggest cut and feeding them and shit. Oh, remember okay, that right. episode? Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It it, it kind of had that vibe a little bit. Um, it was a great opening. The fact that the credits like open with like the silhouette, it looks like yeah. uh, Among Us a little bit it's with beautiful. the little outfits yeah. on. <laughs> um, they were turning. I mean, just the storytelling was really, really good. Like he's like turning the. I don't know, the big wheel thing, and then, like, that one guy, he, like, he gives up, and you can tell he's frustrated, but all you see is a silhouette of him, really. Like, you didn't really see yeah. anything else, and it was, it was Yeah, it give a little clever. bit of a prologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I, and, and I like this, too, because when we finally do see this this monster, I mean, it reminded me a lot of the George Mann, Myths and Fables, Dark Legends kind of stuff, where yeah. the mm. deep Sith, we know as readers it's a Sith, but the kids and everyone sees it as, like, this just fearsome teeth in black yeah, and like because right, yeah. we never really see the sith and in, in complete uh clarity in this episode until it the blade comes out like we see on the screen here it's scratchy it kind of illuminates it but it's still just dark and horror is it a hallucination is it not we don't know as yeah. the kids don't know and this is the one that got kind of really it didn't scare me but it tapped into like the primal childhood fear of What's in the dark? Oh, my God, it yeah, is right. real. Is it going to kill me? And then you defeat it, which should be this heroic tale of victory, and it's like, oh, no, this kid might now then become that. I know. <laughs> the kid murdered yeah, I know. that woman. That was pretty <laughs> yeah. brutal, dude. It,
0: like, the, the animation style itself did not it, – it didn't prepare me for the scream that yeah, this yes. true. Sith yes. gave out. Oh, yeah. It was it – was, I was like, there's – like this is going to be kind of like kid friendly, right? No, I mean no. that was like that I could was not a nope pretty like fearful scream. <laughs> that yeah. they was put got-
2: in there. So I mean, kudos to the studio for that to really throw us off. No, the the whole time, as soon as the screeching starts, like nope, 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 <laughs> nope. No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a. this like, is this is, this is, this is maybe, not me. This is maybe the first.
3: This is maybe the first Star Wars content. Star Wars branded content that I would maybe have a little bit of hesitation to showing like a little kid to you know what I mean like yeah mm, which is a little yeah. dark actually this because I think nightmares. a lot of parents are probably putting on visions for kids and stuff but I have a yeah. I have a I have six and eight year old nephews and I'm like I don't know that the six year old can handle this the eight year old probably could yeah. but the six year old might get really scared like watching this so yeah I'm like dang that's pretty well, that's and, pretty brutal I don't think it's happened before and then if
2: they're yeah and if they're and mature enough I, to, I was to still grasp. under the impression. If they're mature enough yeah. to grasp the end the they leave you like completely emotionally distraught of I know. like yeah oh my god like, what this happened is so freaking sad this kid just I know. gave like, up everything dude, this, this lady this is, is the antithesis evil, right? yeah it's the antithesis of the devil you know is better than the one you don't like I, yep. stay working kids mm-hmm. it's fine you'll you'll be okay
3: yep.
2: I know. feels very irish this makes Keep sense as
4: an irish studio i'm like this is it ends like well then sometimes life is really bad
2: <laughs> that's it sorry <laughs> sorry this kids. is like a,
0: a cross between the father and the sister right here from the Mortis trilogy yeah. mm-hmm. like that's oh, what it kind of sure. looked like for me yeah yeah
4: yeah
3: i know i the imagery was really fantastic i love the way they did it because uh like it looks like an angel, like coming down from the heavens, yeah. and the sharp angles of the ship. But that was contrasted with the music was very evil, right? And the, yes. Like, then she comes out with all the red. She has very red. Red is always evil, right? And like she's mm-hmm. the bright red lipstick and the red accents. Like, like we know that uh, we know that it's evil, but. Um, I don't think anybody else does. And yeah. th- there's a, a lot of mixed emotions amongst the kids too, right? They're like, you're going to go with her? Are you sure? And But they sort of tell her to go, right? The oldest kid yeah. tells her to go. Like, it's yeah. what
4: we wanted, I think. Dang. And she grabs that lightsaber. And, and it, this kind of did remind me of that like seven and a half foot tall mommy from Resident Evil 4 or, or Resident Evil 7, 8. What What's the one? Village. <laughs> Remember that one with the with the giant hat that the internet was thirsting over for all the time that, from Resident Evil? Am I alone no. in this?
3: Yep. I don't remember. Yep.
4: <laughs> All right, cool guys. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, I I thought that
3: she if was we uh, gonna go, If we are going to go with old school zombie video games, the Left 4 Dead games had uh, yes. uh had the witches that would show up occasionally that were so scary. Do you guys Oh my those? god, no. You ever yeah, Left 4 Dead games? Ah, yeah. Yes. Left 4 Dead was was really it was a fun it was it was about the same time as like uh Call of Duty Zombies was big. Yep. Left 4 Dead was kind of big in that era too and I would play Phenomenal it with some of my co-op game and uh you have to survive, basically, and um, yeah, yeah, brutal, brutal.
2: This was yeah. this was supposed really to be a happy Monday one. night, not a depressing and, yeah, well, sad hey, well, and hey, traumatizing Monday night.
4: <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> be. The, the latter half of those we're talk about today are a little more uplifting. Um, so, episode three uh, in the stars. This one was done by Punk Robot, which is a st- a studio out of Chile, and they uh, this is very more of a classic kind of Star Wars tale. Uh, And it went like this. Uh, The two remaining survivors of an alien race that has been decimated by the Empire, we actually see the Empire in this one, attempt to fight back in honor of their fallen family. Kotan, the older sister, is more focused on her pure survival, while Tachina, the younger, wants to fight the bad guys, and she even tries to use the Force over and over and over when the two attack an Imperial garrison with all the odds stacked against them, the Force appears in a mysterious way as they use the power of the planet against the Empire once and for all, honoring their mother, who they believe is in the stars. So this one, huge tonal shift. Like we said, the first two kind of have that you're going to be a Sith, or is darkness ap- appropriate? It goes with their... This, guys, I felt like this was a classic... Star Wars tale it's an indigenous population against the Empire mm-hmm. we see stormtroopers we have people knowing calling it the force like it, it is very much more like Corey what you were saying you kind of missed this, this felt like it could have been in Star Wars on a planet we just haven't yeah. seen yet
3: to me yeah, you know what I mean. One, yeah. this one fit in really mm-hmm. nicely actually it did
0: because they had the they had the actual imagery of what stormtroopers were mm-hmm. what? what specific stormtroopers were those again
3: uh, they look like snow The one with the
0: shrouds. They like snow they had, like, troopers. They the shrouds oh. over there. Snow troopers. Snow yes. troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like snow troopers. troopers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: Which is interesting yeah. because snow troopers only are in the snow, so they're not in the snow as far as you know, so that was interesting. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe there's, They had to reuse the different
3: helmets because
0: they weren't you know, they were producing as much ore or whatever yeah. the hell they're pulling yeah. off of that planet. <laughs> it, the
3: it, most it really impressive. felt like... A- Sorry, go ahead. I
4: was, was going to say, it felt like a, an Andor in that respect, like um, over yeah. on... Uh, um, Oh my God! What's what's the planet where they had uh, all the stars and the indigenous population that was watching while they were doing the heist when they the stole eye, the yeah. garrison? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The I from
3: yeah. No, no, no actually, yeah. Arkina yeah. Five.
4: No, that's the next no. one. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, and I thought I was in right. Andal. I can't
3: remember the name of that one either. There are,
4: but this felt like that because we you know we saw these people kind of being beaten down by the empire and then using that kind of tradition against them. Uh, but Corey yeah. Yeah, I, so I cut you off but you're saying this was one of those I was just going to say this
3: was the best animation I thought of the ones that we saw like incredible just the, yeah. kind of richest the fact that this was a one-off thing is is pretty impressive considering it took Clone Wars <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> five seasons to look good um, pretty good yeah. uh, that this was uh, as
2: impressive as it was and this is stop yeah. motion this... too which is wild yeah like, it looks like a they did that stop motion wild. that whole yeah. raid on the facility was insanely good looking mm-hmm yeah, and, and and I love the kind of
4: just messaging of it, too, of, like, it starts out in a very dark place. Of there's only two left, and you know everyone else has died. They are in the stars. That's nuts. They are decimated. They are not going to rebuild their people, necessarily. This yeah. is just to survive. And I think putting that kind of level of devastation with two pretty young sisters starts us off in a really hard place. But I but I appreciate it even within their limited time frame able to, to take this and really end it in a hopeful way of showing – just using the planet. Very very much like a, like the Ents at Isengard, right? Where yeah. they release the river and they're destroying <laughs> the Imperials. So I loved that kind of look at it. And like you said, Tim, with it being stop motion, with all the liquid effects and everything like that, knowing how much time that takes uh, really – again, from a craft standpoint, I was just watching this being like, wow, this, I cannot – imagine starting work on this much less completing it and i think this was the most kind of fully formed star wars classic story even yes. though there's no lightsabers they still got some force in there mm-hmm.
3: as well mm-hmm. let's not pretend that uh the little sister was not the most annoying little shit ever though oh my god, god. so mad at her the whole time dude go i was like fight. just listen she almost got him killed like four times oh, <laughs> jesus so annoying she's like
0: we're gonna get out of here and then we're gonna go drink our water and just follow me she's like no I have a better idea. She's like, are you serious? Yeah. I mean, she did have a a better idea. So we'll say that. But But, but only because
4: only
3: because 99 times out of 100 actually did have the force. Ultra confident. Yeah. What was going to happen if if she didn't have it in that moment? They're dead. They're literally dead. Oh, yeah. 100%. Those, those those structures were her like,
4: easiest day ever. Yeah, you ever seen?
3: Die. You ever seen like? You ever seen what happens with Play-Doh when you drop it from a really high height? <laughs> oh <my
0: God>. <laughs> 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 the older the older sister did trust the the little sister to actually do all of those acrobatic moves to get up the that's true. like the that's chain mm-hmm. she's like yeah come with me and they're jumping and they're hanging on stuff yep. like come on they one of them would slip and fall know. to their nope. death why can't somebody make a, a show Man, like I don't that know. like the ending dude screws <laughs> up and you're I'm just back. like oh no they died I know. <laughs> that's the end of the show that's exactly by, what happened <laughs> there's got to be an ending I mean there doesn't have to be an ending yep. Something mm-hmm. like this happens all the
3: time so. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was, uh, that was funny. I do like the imagery a lot. The Empire. And I, I I will say, you know, it's funny. I started my complaint about visions with it not being very, like, true to Star Wars in a lot of ways. But this, the first four episodes of this really were, I think, like, they fit very pretty nicely within. Yes. The confines of the rules in Star Wars. So. Um, yeah. You know, this was a very tried and true Empire story, like real Empire, yeah. like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's genuinely Imperial troops and Imperial officer and a very plausible story that fits nicely in Star Wars. So, you know,
0: yeah, they gave us a great summary in the beginning, just like with the painting mm-hmm. that she put on the wall about how the yeah. Empire got there and how the world has turned to shit because yeah, they was, get, that was great. you know, the 15 seconds of sunlight that actually shows you that life can exist on this planet, and then it just gets covered up with smoke. So it, it was, I liked how they showed us this in the very beginning, and then it, it proceeded to, how do we, like, how do we fix this?
4: Yeah, I, I like this too, because it kind of, it did harken back to, you know, we mentioned Clone Wars earlier, uh, for animation, but I do think this had a very Clone Wars feel, but it wasn't, and then the Jedi mm-hmm. came and saved them. It's was like, no, then, then the people saved themselves. You know what I mean? And I kind of yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, this is this is what Nemec's talking about in Andorra. Like, These are the little revolutions around the galaxy. that are happening. It's regular people that are rising up in little pockets of rebellion and things like that against the actual empire. So I like that they chose to use the empire in this as opposed to Sith troopers or whatever, what have you. Yeah. I think it was really appropriate mm-hmm. to use the the really recognizable fascist government. I like yeah. that a lot.
3: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah.
4: And then we go to The honest one, uh, but a a real throwback one for for some fans of other animation here. Uh, I Am Your Mother, uh, which I do believe was the episode that was screened at Celebration London uh, for folks. This was done by Ardman Animation uh, out of the United Kingdom. Very famously, the creators of Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep. uh, For folks that have watched them, I I was obsessed with Wallace and Gromit as a kid. uh, So a huge win for me. Uh, And this one... The plot summary, if you want to call it that. Uh, it was It's race day, everybody. Uh, a young Twi'lek balances her desire to race with the love and embarrassment that she receives from her mother. Uh, the trademark Ardman animation follows the two of them as they fly the family ship through the mother and daughter family race and learn about the power of familial love above all. There's no force. There's no empire. There's just fun. And there's Wedge Antilles. Um, so <laughs> I really love went. Wedge and
3: Tilly's in this. I love that he's a sellout. I love that he says, yeah, "Make sure to perfect. make sure to visit the Wedge and Tilly merchandise yeah. store." That was hilarious. And
4: it's actually Such, Dennis uh, Lawson. It's at the only thing he's come back for it since Rise, Rise of Skywalker.
0: Wow, this. is that
3: real? It's actually, it's actually Dennis Lawson. Yes, <laughs> Holy exactly. shit! Yes. That's hilarious,
0: dude. It's. Yeah, it's like exactly what Wedge slash Dennis Lawson would do. Like get yeah. get his extra money there on this the of projects. Yeah, here's
3: a here's a hot take. This was my favorite of the four stories.
2: Oh my god! Yes, I love
3: this. I thought so it was good. so dumb. I thought really it was so fun. dumb. I loved it. I really like the animation style. I mm-hmm. think it's. Uh, I think it's it's fun. It's funny to see something so familiar. I think in Star Wars, mm-hmm. like this is mm-hmm. such a yeah. such a like an obvious. Wallace and Gromit is so identifiable, right? Like yeah, and this is, yeah. And this is literally that, except Star Wars characters. It's a Twi'lek, and she's in a Rebel pilot costume. Like it's funny. Like I just, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Like yeah. And it started off good too, with her kind of dreaming about and watching the little advertisement, and then. I love that she took her headphones off and her mom's like listening to like heavy metal and she's like working on stuff Yeah, was, that was fun man I loved it.
4: And they also had the cameo of uh the robot from uh I I, I just googled it cuz I forget its name. It's called Cooker from a Green a Grand Day Out which was the Wallace and Gromit skit where they went to the moon and they had a robot with them and that robot is in the background of of one oh, of nice. the shots actually in the episode that. so Wallace and Gromit fans got him. Oh that's great. And and uh Dale in the chat pointed out something great. Uh there was a bra... In in the episode that was fun, which was a play on George Lucas famously telling Carrie Washington that there were no bras in space.
3: Ah, oh, that's funny.
4: That's oh a good one. yeah, that's a good
3: I was one. like,
0: why are they? Why is there bra? That was yeah, funny. That was weirdly out of place. I also noted like that.
3: that was out of place. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's a good throwback. Wes, had- this picture that you have on screen too of the shot inside, like she has a uh, Max, Rebo Max Rebo plush on the more than one. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny.
2: And is that he's does he seen. have the actual
3: butt? <laughs> Max Rebutt? <laughs> I'm not sure. You have to pick it up and look at it. Probably. Oh my God! Did I say
4: Kerry Washington on <laughs> 70? Is, that, is <laughs> it <laughs> Kerry Washington? Fisher?
3: Who is Kerry Washington?
4: I don't even know.
3: <laughs> did you listen to Hamilton recently? I've been up for
4: 24 hours. Carrie Fisher, yeah. my goodness. I'm sorry.
1: Well, goodness. A, that's Sounds hilarious. Like that. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> no, I got to
4: own that.
3: <laughs> you you didn't listen, did listen to Hamilton recently, you were saying. I so did. Yeah, I
4: we, uh, during our it's road weird. trip. Uh, oh. Every time we're doing a road trip, it, it, it's super long. When we hit two hours and 45 minutes left in the trip, we put on Hamilton and it's in its entirety because you can listen to the entire thing.
0: That's pretty. Highly right. recommend. Um, they show they show they give you little details here at StarWars.com. Um, so it's a Max Rebo plush poster of what looks like Harrison Dula, uh, a welding mask that's reminiscent of Mando's Beskar helmet. Where is that at? Uh, she has it on. She holds it up on her face. Oh, the oh, mom. She, does. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 mm. yep. Okay, okay. In the first few scenes, you get sense of depth. For okay, I got you. Yep. So, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, nice, nice little throwbacks here. Yeah, yep, I and it, it. It
4: really is just like showing the the comedy of Star Wars when it's it's all so intentional. It doesn't take away from anything. It's not trying to like be overly serious or comment. It's like you know what? What's really fun? Ships and and her and her mother's relationship. I think whole parents, genuine and sweet. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. She's it trying
3: was to funny. love her kid. I know. Yeah. It was good. It was wholesome and playful. And I don't know. This one has a. This one had a lot of uh, rewatch value for kids. I feel like you put this on and yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, this one's this one's a fun one. We're like.
0: Um, I went over to my buddy's house, and his kid's like, I don't know, he was like, I don't know, one, maybe less than one. And he puts the same thing on over and over and over and yep, over again. it yep. just keeps replaying and replaying. So this would be great to replay over and over and over again, because you could, like, A, get him into Star Wars real quick. Right. Yeah. And B, it's, it's a good story.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think in, in, sim- you know, in similar veins to the earlier ones, we're, we're saying that, you know, vi- while visions may not be the, okay, I need this to count with Star Wars and do all this stuff, this is definitely one where you can be like, my gosh, they they worked really hard on this animation. Like, I I think because we've yeah, seen Wals and Gromit and things like that. We're like, oh, this is how it happens. Like this is so technical and hard, but you know exactly what every character was. A lot of classic aliens too in this one. Like a lot yep, of very true. old school Star mm-hmm. Wars aliens mm-hmm. and a lot of the different shots. Always fun to see races, right? I mean, come on, the pod race and everything like that. Harkening back to that, mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of fun. And if you're just watching them in halves, kinda like we are, it was nice to do like oh my God, is the darkness inside of me? Will I ever escape my fate? Maybe <laughs> all my family will die to be like, <laughs> my mom's kind well, of annoying, but... <laughs> will I ever love again? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to really just go here was was a nice mom's way to...
3: embarrassing.
4: I know.
1: Yeah, it was a nice He's way to round that
0: out. Definitely cannot stop... to. Stop talking about this one, and this with the little Death Star. Oh that's yeah, on, I was gonna uh, bring it up. It uh, is. Yeah. Craft. Yep. Do
3: it. That was that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> there thing. were lots of stupid little things like that. Yeah, the little Death Star yeah, was hilarious. Then... That was so funny. <laughs> um, uh, I like uh, the uh, mean... I like the droid's head, the Astromech droid being on like an accordion. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. When had, yeah. A little takes on, like, like
2: that. Kind of, goofy. You mentioned yeah. this pre-show. The the line, uh, get your porta potty off the starting off the starting line. <laughs> Yeah, thinking, yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah, I was like, "That's a that's
0: a giant porta." It must be a family size porta yeah. potty because they have those now. Yep. They have the
2: big yeah. ones, so yeah. that's. I mean, I mean, it's an, an RV. That. It's so great. <laughs> yeah,
4: was,
0: so, that shit was yeah. fast though.
2: Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, was. wasn't it? You could move, baby!
3: <laughs> it's an like the yeah, fire the animation <laughs> too behind it when it was flying. I like, had this blue mm. and green kind of fire coming out of it. Yeah, it was fun. Um, funny little. Funny, a little short. I think it. I think it tracks. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it would be fun to see a kids show. I think with this type of animation. I think this is the yeah. this is a, of these four. This is the one that I think I could see being a real show. And maybe it's just because we have such so, such a familiar style of animation. Right. But, mm-hmm. uh, it was fun. It was dumb and fun, and I love that Wedge Antilles was in it. That was <laughs> so stupid and hilarious. <laughs> what a choice! And,
4: yeah, and and it, and it makes me realize, you know, I, I think. As opposed to season one where I, I I really did try to binge them all and figure out how they all worked in tandem, these four, I think, especially now after just talking to them just briefly as we did, because I haven't talked about them with anybody yet. We haven't even talked offline about these episodes at all. I think these all work so well as just individual pieces of media, and they can just yeah. be fun or they can just be devastating, and that's it? There's so little... I guess, wait on them. And as folks who talk about Star Wars every single week, and we have to think about huge planning and all these stories and how they mix, and and I think that unfairly maligns some stories because they don't fit as well. These can just exist as what they are. They can be just craft. They can be just story, and that's fine, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that these four really are are a smart way to order the beginning of Season 2 to kind of give us that freedom to just enjoy them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I wonder if there yeah, sure. I wonder if there really is anything else associated with these stories. Like is there any kind of planning ulterior motive with this at all? Like is it literally just we're just going to pay these random studios to create this random
2: project and never going to think about it ever again? Is that what it is truly? I, like I mean I, I think it's I, uh, I think it's like an intro product. I think there are, I think it's a mm-hmm. it's a worldwide kind of staple thing of hey, let's bring in some studios who also tend to like Star Wars and let's not put another, mm-hmm. you know, white director behind the screen, like, or behind the mm-hmm. camera, you yep. know, doing something. So, yeah. you know, put, put it, put it within your, especially in some of the later episodes, they they dig much more into like cultural mindsets and shifts and, and art direction and stuff. Yeah. But um, like, yeah, I think this is, it's a good entry piece and also maybe a testing ground to see like, does an episode like this take off in a way that goes, yeah, maybe this could be a series or maybe this could be, you know, yeah. put a couple episodes on YouTube yeah. or something like
4: and, and mm. anthological storytelling is also interesting. Like, we haven't seen it as much in Star Wars, but like, I mean, you look at things like even Black Mirror, which is this live action. Yeah, they're longer episodes, but those mm-hmm. have, they're one and then they're done. Um, And it's just like, yeah, that's the story we wanted to tell. And mm. thematically, we bring in different directors and do things like that. So maybe they're just kind of trying this thing. I can't imagine that it's a huge financial burden. You know, I think that probably helps right. that they can just kind of put that's this out. True. They put it a little bit. I, uh, once the, I think we'll know exactly when it stops working because we will stop getting seasons. <laughs> They're pretty
2: yeah,
0: true.
3: Pretty blunt yeah. about that. Um,
4: R.I.P. Willow no longer on Disney Plus as of Friday. Yeah, what's up uh, with that,
3: bro? That's insane. it I cannot believe that. It's I don't gone. That. Why are they doing that? It's to save money for save royalties, money. right? Is that all it is? Royalty fees?
4: Royalties and uh, from my very basic understanding, there's something about... It costs so much money to have so many projects on a service and to keep their, like, all, the, like, the contracts still suck, which is why the writers are striking for streaming, right? But they're still apparently good enough that you can, I think, claim losses. And if you claim a loss, then that helps you with taxes and blah, like, there's so many That's things crazy. about them.
3: It's just crazy to me, man. As much as, <clears throat> I mean, they actually, like, Willow is, like, a key part of Star Wars, honestly. Yeah. It, was, it was a celebration, you know what I mean? So Yeah, like, there's st- mm-hmm.
4: there's still a billboard. Oh my! It's alarm going off. I'm all over the place today, guys.
0: I see that. And what I, am I doing? I said last Funny. week one with when Turner and Hooch. I mean Tom Hanks. You can take yeah. Tom Hanks off the off the, the well, platform. Was that old Turner and, and Hooch,
4: or is that the new reboot they tried to make of Turner and Hooch? Did you hear about that?
0: Uh, I don't know.
4: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it would be the
2: original series, but who knows?
0: It should be the original, right? Because they did the Mighty Ducks too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mighty
0: Ducks
3: is out of there. <clears throat> it what
2: is. the hell,
0: man? That's stop like how I got into hockey. Off.
2: Stop taking your <laughs> stop
4: taking the stuff off. Uh, Listen, uh, anyways,
3: I am. I, 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 I'm not usually now. I'm not usually one to promote the you know the sailing of the seven seas, but if if, <laughs> if if digital service providers keep doing this crap where you can pay for something and then no longer be able to access it again. I got no problem with that. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yep. Like uh, like there's been uh there's been instances where Amazon will sell a digital version of a product and then take it off of their streaming mm-hmm. service. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you lose access. So, you know, I used to buy I used to buy the um like the star Wars digitally. Like, I think I still have like the last Jedi or something on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like Amazon just decides that I can't watch that anymore. Even though I yep. paid for it on the Amazon stream. Oh yeah. Platform, they're not going to host. That's it why if, anymore, if I so. have
4: something I really mm-hmm. want, I've started like, I don't do this with hardly anything, but like star Wars movies or like Dune or like spider verse, like things I know <clears> I love. And I'm going to want forever. I buy the blu-ray that has the digital code. So I still might yeah, watch right. it streaming mm-hmm. mostly, but I will always have that physical disc. Um, but unfortunately for things like Visions, Andor, Obi Wan, Clone Wars Season Seven, yeah. Nun Mando. Yeah, none digital of that only
3: products that they don't even sell. You know what I mean? None like, of it exists. Is there, there's no there's no physical nope um there's no physical I mean, copy there of it Willow, is well- there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's pirated, but there's, there's, no, legal, Google there's, there's no, no legal, legal sold license. DVD. Arr, there you, there cannot buy, you cannot 18. buy Willow on DVD, right? It's not nope, possible. No, Willow's so gone now. There's no legal <laughs> way to access Willow it. Theoretically, this project has just gone forever. Freaking after all that, man, it pisses me off. I don't know bro. that's gone forever. but I'm sure they bring it back. Makes me mad. Oh, put it on Especially the are making money on it right now. After they, they trotted, uh, what's his name, on stage over. Warwick Davis, yeah. Warwick Davis on stage. They had a panel
4: in March. <laughs> about it
3: That that makes me mad dude It makes me real mad <sighs> So here's what we'll say everybody
4: Watch Visions now Cause who knows <laughs> That's true. Actually, you, you know up. who
3: else I'm, I'm gonna go on this tangent You know who Do else it. hated This corporate bullshit Freaking George, George Lucas, Lucas. That's it's why George he Lucas. kept the damn rights to everything Is because corporate bullshit like this
4: Yep, yep. Everything oh, man, has a price And uh, you know what if someone's like hey Eric, we're going to take everything price? off at Disney Plus for a billion dollars. We're going to give it to you. 1.1 like, billion. All right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm taking the bill. But here's your homework, everybody. As of now, May 29th, all of Visions Watch is everything. still on Disney Plus. Uh, next week, we will be finishing up uh, with the last, I believe, five episodes of, of, um, of Visions. Uh, they're a little shorter, so I think it's actually almost a similar running time. But we're going to do the last five episodes – Uh, Next week and two weeks from tonight, which is June 12th. Is that right? June 12th. Um, That is when we're doing our Path of Vengeance roundtable. Uh, Usually we do it within one month after, but because the audiobook has been delayed so much, I believe it's finally coming out next week. We wanted to give everyone an extra week to catch up if you're listening to audio things, things like that. Um, But stay tuned for that. Uh, Watch what you can while you can. Um, Before we peace on out of here for these bits, uh, any last thoughts on uh, the future of piracy, uh, the first four episodes <laughs> of Visions, uh, anything like that? Uh, if the Heat are going to win, uh, t- 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 Tim, I'm going to start with you, man. Any final thoughts really about this, this, these first four episodes now that we've dug into them a little more deeply?
2: Uh, just watch the behind the scenes. I think if if there's – particularly if there's – whether you love the episodes or Good you point. hated them, I think it's a really cool – cool look into um, the thought process behind it. Like You'll probably catch things that you didn't catch before. It might give you a, a different lens on it. Um, and I've, yep. I've always loved behind-the-scenes Star Wars stuff. I mean, it's just so rich just to see the process. So, highly recommend. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Seeing the creative people do creative stuff. Yep. Corey, <clears throat> what, what about you, man? Yeah, I mean, this is a fun project. Um, I think it has a place. I'm still kind of mad about it, just in general. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's a little I think it's a little telling that I haven't watched up until we were just going to talk about it on the show, yeah. you know what I mean? Doesn't have um, that immediacy. Yeah, it doesn't have that immediacy and I don't know we have so much Star Wars now, you know? Like I think yep. I mentioned I mentioned like a couple weeks back that like eventually if the IP continues the way that it does, eventually theoretically a 1000 years from now, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there is so much Star Wars content that if you decide to become a fan of the franchise, you generally can't consume it all. You know what nope. I mean? Like, yep. Yep. like, you generally cannot because there's 10,000 books and 4,000 hours of television. You know what I mean? Like, it would literally take physically too long. <laughs> if you, if mean- you have a 9-to-5 job, it is physically impossible <laughs> to consume all the Star Wars. Like, theoretically, yeah. that could that could happen. And there, there are some projects that already sort of feel like that to me uh, a little yeah. bit in the Star Wars universe with so many books and so many comics and so many shows and... You know, I think the first thing that's going to go is going to be stuff like shorter term animation, you know, like this. So, yeah, I think it's got a place. Um, I think, uh, I think this is probably one of the first projects that I I would say that I will watch one time and kind of just be done with it. And it was fun, it was cool. We had one conversation, and we're kind of done. It's kind of in the same realm as the uh, the Jedi. What's the new uh, TV show? The kids show on?
4: Oh, Young Jedi Adventures. Adventures. Uh, Yeah,
3: Young Jedi Adventures. Like, I don't think I'm going to watch that. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of. Which is crazy. You know, I've watched everything up to this point, but I I actually actually really like the fact that I can say that. I like that there is so much Star Wars now that they are really trying to appeal to different audiences with different types Mm -hmm. of storytelling. I think that's a good idea, and I think it's fun, and I think it works. And, you know, if people, you know, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. If people listening to me think that I'm saying this project sucks, don't watch it, like, what I'm saying is be happy that other projects exist and be okay with it. Just because it's not for you does not mean you have to shit on it, you know what I mean? Like Exactly. It's something exactly. for somebody out there. Like maybe this is an intro to Star Wars or someone is really into anime, right? Like this is how they finally mm-hmm. got on the got on the boat, you know. So Good point. 100%. I welcome welcome these types of short-term projects, these fun projects and who knows? Maybe we will see something come out of this one day. I don't yeah. know. Maybe so. I don't know. Have you guys ever if we seen that old? Can predict what uh... they were doing? I know. <laughs> seriously, they make bad and good decisions all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, have you guys ever seen the old, uh, the old anime? Um... God, somebody did a. It's on YouTube. They did the like the Tie Fighter battle. Oh it my looks God! Like, yes. Looks like looks like mm. anime, and it's like yep. It's got, it's got, like, classic, like, anime, like, alternative rock music playing, and the tie yep. Fighters and the X-Wing pilots, and it zooms on their faces, and the helmets are, tra- yep. you know what I'm talking about? Like, yep. I would love I to see that. one of these things turned into a real project. So, I don't know. Maybe it will. I'd be okay with Wallace and Gromit. Star <laughs> <time>. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: would be the best. Speaking of,
3: yeah, so speaking of that, I think that some of these studios
0: that we've seen before might catch on a little bit a little faster than some of the other ones. But Mm. I think also bringing out some of these characters, like mashup characters, kind of that we saw on the first one, Mm. where it kind of looks like Malgus, kind of looks like, um, like uh, Revan and like all in one, something like that would help. Just you need some kind of, you need some kind of solid foundation to go off of instead of just something brand new, much like what was season one was. Season one was a lot of brand new stuff, a lot yeah, of brand new yeah, interpretation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so I think season two is kind of playing off some stuff that we've seen before. Um, so I think it's going to help with people that get into it more. Um, I think some of the, like, like I said, some of the studios that we've seen do other big projects mm-hmm. may catch on and may have something else down the road. I think. Yeah, that'd if, be cool. If yeah, if it even happens, but I think this is all a big um, like a big interview. So yeah. Basically, see who's who's doing what. Does it hit big anywhere? Do they make um lo- like a longer series run um of just specifically to a region and not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I was gonna say it could be regional re- too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where like your your IP address says you're in like a certain Asian country, then you're only able to see this part. Oh and God,
4: so, I hope not. That's was-
0: <laughs>
3: no, I mean.
4: I don't know uh, they already do, do that, that right away.
3: They already away, do with the
0: books
4: and, and comics.
3: And yeah. What's the Asian, uh, the Chinese book that...
4: Uh, oh, my God. Sword of uh, Silver... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Silver Vow? Is that it? Don't Silver 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 I, I don't know. Or something? Yeah. It's a canon yeah. book,
3: though, isn't it? It's canon, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh,
4: it, sure. What? Yeah, There's there's a,
3: I'm pretty sure it's canon. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I couldn't it's couldn't a remember
4: High it Republic wrong. Chinese novel that has almost been translated completely. It is unsure whether it's canon or not. Even Matt Martin is
2: flimsy on it. And the people translating yeah. it, wow.
3: I hate the, of Dawn the fact definitely. that they're doing it. I know it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. The vow of Silver Dawn, <laughs> in Silver the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is—I don't know if it's canon or legends or what. It's but like this already happens, and you know, different people huh. around the world are not getting the same Star Wars. It's if if some of us get to go to Celebration Japan, I am very interested to see what it's like because I bet yeah. there is a very different. Uh, cultural feel, just like walking around the floor, than it does at than it mm. feels at L. A. Or, or London. Yeah. Even you know what I mean. I think it's going to be different because I don't know different angles. You know, you yeah. see this if kind of different the same angles. Cosplay's is going to be fired
2: though.
4: Oh my god! Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be I sensational. Yeah, I'm. God, I want to hope it for that. And, and I think for so. this, for this, however, I love the idea of the audition because I think that as of right now. We don't know what's happening with Bad Batch. We don't know what's happening with the future of Star Wars animation, but I think there will always be a long-form animation show from here on out. Clone Wars proved people wanted it. Bad Batch, even though it had some more highs and lows, <clears throat> still was pretty popular, I think. And I would love to get, like, full season orders or something from some of these studios just to keep Star Wars animation pushing forward. Give them some canon stories in these styles. Do a season, great. Do another show canon, like more limited series kind of things like Obi-Wan was a limited series. I know we all want a season two, but that's also fine. We can do smaller stories yeah. in the canon. So I'd like that similar to you guys though. I, even after talking about them, I'm probably not going to revisit these a ton and that's okay. I'm glad they exist. I'm glad I get to watch them and experience something and learn more. Like I, I'm going to watch those behind the scenes. Now I want to learn more as a person who takes in a lot of media and that's always fun. You know, I don't need to watch the same stuff all the time. But overall, um, it's nice. So I have these conversations. If Visions is your thing, that's great. If you want to skip it, hey, no pressure, man. You're paying for Disney Plus either way. So they don't really no. care.
3: <laughs> um, right. That's Without ads, I assume. Exactly. Who, who would do that? I
4: don't know. We, live in, we live in a society. <laughs> we're not bringing ads in here. Uh, but next week, we're going to finish these up. We're going to watch the next five. So make sure you get those in before next Monday night or next Thursday, Friday, if you're listening. Um uh, and make sure to stay tuned to Eugenie.com for all the stuff we got coming with you every single week. What's up, Doc? Hi, buddy. <laughs> Doc, the adorable dog. Look at his yeah, eyes. Appearance. I can say he looks Look like the him. witch.
3: He looks like the <laughs> witch in that story. You can't see anything but his eyes. Look at him. He's scary back there. You can see his eyes and his little mouth.
4: Oh, my he's, God. All right, Wes is about to become a Sith uh, apprentice. It's like, Look at me. <laughs> Look at me, Dad. I'm a star. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, on that one, uh, Wes, good luck with your upcoming battle, but thank you to all of you for tuning in because that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Keep an eye out this week for all the stuff we're dropping for you, and we hope you enjoy. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W, and Michael Fry on our Jedi High Council, and James T, Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson, Corey is at Corey M. Helton, Wes is at Boss West, and Timothy is at TC Guthrie2. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Tim, and Wes for podcasting me tonight. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Heat seven. And as always, may the forest be with you.
1: There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community.